Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. My name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Van D podcast. Before we get started, I got to tell you, I have had some sinus issues this week. So if I'm sounding a little nasally, you'll know why. Now, I just asked the greatest producer on the planet, Cam Broham, hey, Cam, do I sound nasally? And Cam goes, not any more than you, than, than you normally do. So, <laughs> so I guess I'm nasally all the time. Anyway, thank God it's just sinuses and nothing else in this uh, crazy world we're living in today. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm, I'm super jacked today because I get to share with you one of my favorite motivating poems I've ever, ever seen and read. Um, so as I was getting ready to write my November newsletter, which a lot of you get my newsletters, they come in your inbox once a month. And if, they, and if you don't get my newsletters, I recommend you do because they will motivate you just like these podcasts do. You can share them with everybody. It's You can sign up at vandeeb.com and sign up for my newsletter. They're free, and they're only once a month. But I started writing this newsletter. Um, I was thinking about what I wanted to say in November that would be relevant to what we're in right now today. And, and I rediscovered one of my all-time favorite poems when I was looking through my material. This poem is called, and I know a lot of you are familiar with it, it's called The Dash. And it was written by Linda Ellis in 1996. It must have been meant to be because this poem reflects on my chosen topic. And the fact that every second of our lives is super important. But this this poem really brings that out. Now more than ever, I believe we need to remind ourselves of what we are capable of. And realize that we can, we can actually live the dream we think about so often. If, if you want to be a better employee, you can. If you want to be a better manager, you can. If you want to be a better, a, a, a better top-performing salesperson, you can. If you want to be a world-class entrepreneur, you can. So basically... You are in control of how you live out your life, and you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share, share some things with you, but first of all, I want to tell you something. One of my, one of my favorite quotes by Dr. Robert Schuller every, says, every achiever that I have ever met says, my life turned around when I begin to believe in me. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that that's 99.9% of living a successful life is finding new ways to believe in yourself. That could be a plethora of things that you need to change or that you need to incorporate or delete out of your life, but you have the ability to do that to help you believe in yourself more. Anyway, The first step toward reaching your potential is to ask yourself this question. This is what you've got to ask yourself, and you're fooling yourself if you don't do this. you got to say to yourself, 
how do I want to live my life? And what do I believe I am capable of? If you know that you have characteristics that need to be changed, when are you planning to do it? When are you going to do this? So most of you, like I said earlier, are familiar with this poem called The Dash. Some of you have read it many, many, many times, just like I have. However, what I'm about to read to you, if you know anybody that could use the content of this poem, please let them know to listen to this podcast. Because, ladies and gentlemen and loyal listeners, this poem may be just what they need to read or to hear today. This is called The Dash, written by Linda Ellis in 1996. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of her birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more, and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Ladies and gentlemen, that poem has always been riveting to me. It's thought-provoking. It makes me stop in my tracks and question things, make sure I'm doing the right thing while I'm alive on this earth. 
This poem is certainly thought-provoking. Wouldn't you say so, everybody? Cam, what do you think? Is this is this poem to you thought-provoking? Yeah, you know, I've heard that uh, poem a couple of times. I'm glad you, you brought it up here, and I just like to hear you read it because it is very much, uh, you know, you really start thinking about some stuff. Yeah. It, it really pulls it out of you. So, it yeah, just does. And stuff. even if it's something minor or major, it makes us realize that, you know, our lives are short. And what do we want to do during the, this life? So one of my biggest takeaways, everybody has different takeaways from a poem like this. But one of my biggest takeaways is the importance of showing respect to others. If we start showing more respect to other human beings, regardless of the situation, I think it's going to make all of our lives better, and especially the person you're showing respect to. Actions speak louder than words. I believe we need to show respect for other people, not just through our words, but also through our actions. When your mindset, when your mindset is in a good place and you are focusing on what really, really matters, Everything will fall into place in your career and into your personal life. Your goals will become more easily attainable, and I believe your relationships will improve, and so on. So so here's what I ask. You have this God-given ability to be this person that Linda Ellis wrote about, What are we waiting for? And one of the things I talked about is, if there's anything that this should also make you realize how life is short, we have to eliminate the negative things out of our life, and we also have to implement things in our life that are going to make it better because chances are when we're working on ourselves, when we're making ourselves better, what we're doing is we're encouraging every person in our life. Everybody will benefit because of our actions. Our kids, our significant others, our employers, our employees, everybody in our lives are going to benefit Because we made a decision to change. And I want to tell you what a lot of people tell me when I discuss, what are some of the things you want to change to make your dash more important while you're alive? People say negativity. Most people say negativity is in their life too much. Let me tell you something. Beautiful things happen when you distance yourself from negativity. Joyce Meyer, who is somebody I really enjoyed listening to, spiritual leader, says being negative only makes a difficult journey more difficult. You may be given a cactus, but you don't have to sit on it. You think about that. So if negativity is one of the things that is in your life, remove negative people from your life. The people you you spend the most time with influence your attitude. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. 
the people you spend the most time with influence your attitude, your thoughts, and success more than you ever think is possible. You should never have a negative outlook when you have so much to be positive about. So I believe if you change your attitude, you're going to watch your life turn around. So one of the other things I shared with you when I was discussing the poem, the dash is goals. Everything that we do in our life starts with a goal. A goal can be, I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be judgmental. I want to be more successful. I want to be more around like-minded people. I want to be the top salesperson in my company. I want my kids to brag about what a great parent I am. These are all, believe it or not, business and personal We all have to start out with written goals. So let me just give you, I want to give you nine ideas on setting goals and how they'll benefit you. So you may want to get a pen and paper. I'm just going to run through these. One is when you're making your goal to change your life, be decisive. You define yourself by the decisions you make. The direction of your life changes the instant you decide which goals to prefer. So number one is be decisive. Number two is stay focused. The moment you focus on a goal, it becomes a magnet, pulling you and your resources towards it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you focus on your goal, you're manifesting it. Visualize it. Number three, write down your goals. Be specific, measurable. And have a deadline. Every goal has to have a deadline. By this time next year, I want this. By this time next year, I want to eliminate this out of my life. By this time, by this time, by this time. It has to have a deadline. Written goals are catalysts. They're transforming agents for success and achievement. Number four, plan thoroughly. You know the saying, if you fail to plan, you are really planning to fail. Planning allows us to carefully orchestrate all the steps on the way to achieving a goal. It starts with goals, ladies and gentlemen. Number five, involve others. Surround yourself with good people that get almost as excited as you do when you accomplish your goal. I get super jacked up when people accomplish their goals that I I care about deeply. We need to be that person for them, and hopefully they're that person for us. So number five, involve others. Number six, welcome failure. Yes, I said that. Embrace failure. Failure has an ulterior motive. It stops you long enough to learn, re-strategize, and relaunch again. You will be more prepared to be successful if you welcome failure. Number seven, take purposeful action. A good plan will almost always get you in the door, but it's the action that seals the deal. I want to get in really good shape. Okay, well, that won't do it. What's your action plan? Work out every day. Do something good for your body. Put something, take something bad out of your body that you put in it all the time. Take action. 
I say this all the time. A lot of people are big hat, no cattle, which my definition of that is people talk a big game, but you don't see them do anything. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Well, don't tell me you're going to just do it and I'll see it. Number eight is reward yourself. Don't be afraid to reward yourself. You do something great that you set a goal and you accomplished it. Hey, man, grab someone you love and celebrate. My idea of celebrating is getting a gigantic piece of carrot cake with like five scoops of vanilla ice cream on top of it. <laughs> Cam's over here. I'm going to throw up, Van. <laughs> that's I mean it. That's how I would reward myself, but I love food, so that's my reward. Actually, a couple boxes of little Annie Cheddar Bunnies would probably be a good reward, too. So reward yourself when you do something good. Why not? Be your own best cheerleader. It'll make more good things happen if you're your own best cheerleader. The other one is maintain personal integrity. Maintain a commitment. A commitment to your commitment. Personal integrity is about setting a goal and keeping your promise to achieve it. And I want to tell you something. There's a heck of a lot to sharing your goals. What is it going to hurt you? What do you have to lose by being around your family, your friends, your loved ones, your coworkers, and share your goals with them? Basically, what you're saying is hold me accountable. I, I've been asking people to help me with my goals my entire life. And you, know, and you know how I do that? I ask people. Hey, if you know anybody that wants to buy or sell a house. Hey, if you know anybody that needs a speaker or that needs somebody to come and conduct a workshop. I'm asking people all the time, how else do we get it if we don't? Matter of fact, that's actually for those of you that want to learn how to be a better asker. I have a presentation that will blow your socks off. It's, it's after one of my books, The Power of Asking. You would love it. It teaches you how to ask people for things and also teaches you how to be the person that people want to help. So the last part I want to talk about in sharing your goals is let me just tell you this story. Whenever I go speak somewhere, I could have said this story 10 times and somebody in the audience always said, tell us the keychain story. And I say, okay. When I was in Dallas, Texas, I was addicted to real estate. That's where I started. That's where I cut my teeth in real estate was in Dallas, Texas. I learned so much. You know, when, they, um, when you get in real estate, the first thing they tell you is, Call everybody you know and tell them you're in real estate so they can get behind you and help you. Well, guess what? I didn't know anybody. I wasn't from there. So I had to organically create customers. I had nobody to call and say, hey, help me. I had to figure it out. So I'm in Dallas, and I was with REMAX, and at that time they were the number one real estate company in the world, not just Texas. In my office was the number one agent in Dallas, and great guy. We got along real well. He was from Iowa. I'm from Nebraska, so we talked, of course, what else is there to talk about from those two states, and that's pretty much football. <laughs> so we got along great, super good guy, and he had this big plaque on his office. In his office, it says number one agent. I said, Randy, can I take a picture of your plaque? I said, go ahead. So tell you how long ago it was. 
back in the 80s, I got the, the camera, took it. We didn't have cell phones. And I took it to the photo mat. Two weeks later, they called me and said, your five by seven picture is ready. That's how long ago. Cam's over here going, Van, how old are you? Are you 100? No, I'm not. Don't say that. It'll ruin my ego. Anyway, so anyway, so I take a picture. I go pick it up. I take this 5 by 7 picture, and I mount it on a red piece of construction paper, and then I have it laminated. But at the bottom, before I had it laminated, I wrote, I will have one of these plaques. And then at the top, I punched a hole in it, and I made it my keychain. So I've got this 8.5 by 11 laminated red construction paper with a picture and what I wrote underneath and a keychain. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this did not fit in my pants pocket. Do we go anywhere without our keys? No, we don't. So this is hanging out of my pocket. Everywhere I'd go, I'd have to lay it on the table. But what do you think happened to me 10 times a day? Hey, Van, what's that? So what did I get to do? Share my goal. I said to him, oh, this is a picture of a plaque that you get when you're the number one agent in Dallas. Here's my card. If you know anybody that'd be interested in buying or selling a home, I can't tell you how much I would be, be really appreciative if you referred me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how many time, times a day do you think that happened? How about 5 to 15? Yes, 5 to 15 times a day, I'm giving out my card asking people for help. I can't tell you how many people I've told this to over the last couple decades, and before I know it, they're sending me a picture of their goal with their, with their keys attached to it. I love this. But my whole point is, how am I living my dash? No one will ever say Van Deeb didn't give it 500%. I want success, and it's up to me. As my mother used to say growing up, Van, you are your own worst enemy. What that means to me is anything bad happens to me, prob I probably had something to do with it, which, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff did because I was a rebel. <laughs> I was nonconforming. And I was just kind of wild, Cam. Is the, I mean, is that okay with you? Yeah, very much so. You're going to judge me for telling no. me I was a wild? No, I bet we were pretty much on the same page there for a while. <laughs> and now we're adults, which that adult thing is totally overrated. We at least look like adults. We look, yes, yes. I look like one for sure. <laughs> totally overrated at being an adult. But my point is, I am living my dash. I have nobody to blame. Like, my, like I said, I was going with when I said my mother said, you're your own worst enemy. Well, anything good that happens to me is because I had something to do with it. We should all be living our dash, wanting to be the best version of ourselves. Don't wait till it's too late and say, I wish I would have or could have. We have the ability now to love people better, treat people better, show them respect more often. And we have the ability to go to our office or to do our job, working from home, whatever you do. And ladies and gentlemen, you know right now I'm talking to you when I say you could do better. Everybody benefits when you do better. They see the new you. They see how hard you're working. What are we waiting for? 
a lot of you that if you want to see this poem, The Dash, you're welcome. It's on my website under the November newsletter, uh, vandeep.com. But this will get you thinking. And like I say, one of the number one areas that we can change our life to make everything I've been talking about happen is human beings. We're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. I didn't just make that up, ladies and gentlemen. That's a fact. If you hang out with four people, with five people with a rotten attitude, you're going to be the sixth. If you hang out with five people that are disrespectful to others, you're going to be the sixth. If you hang out with five people that are constantly broke, you're going to be the sixth. It's like Joel Osteen, who I just, I love his mindset. I love his preachings. Love it so much I flew down to Houston to meet him one day, and I loved it because he was so cool. It was great to tell him about how much of an impact he had on my life. He has on my life. But like Joel Osteen says, you cannot hang out with negative people and expect to live a positive life. And another one of my favorites, Zig Ziglar, don't let negative and toxic people rent space in your head. Raise the rent and kick them out. Watch what happens to your life, ladies and gentlemen. Watch what happens to the dash um, if you constantly are trying to create ways to make it better. Avoiding certain people to protect your emotional health is not a weakness. It's wisdom. Let me repeat that. Avoiding certain people to protect your emotional health is not a weakness. It's wisdom. I've had to do that in my life. And actually, I probably did him a favor because I probably wasn't great to hang out with either. We have the ability to do everything we possibly can to live this wonderful, great life. Don't, don't use excuses. Don't blame things on other people. But I, I really want to reiterate something. I want to reiterate that the key word, in my opinion, is not, I'm a big fan on goals. I'm a big fan of goals. I, I have courses on how to accomplish your goals. I have courses on how to set goals to make them work for you no matter what industry you're in or your personal life or business life. But the word that will be a game changer for you and the word that will make your life the best life you've ever had is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Can I spell that right? Respect? I think I did. Yep. <laughs> As a former spelling bee champion, I know you're on. You're on. Cam. Hey, it was second grade a long time ago, but hey, I can spell Now, are some you words. making fun of me because I was a spelling bee champion in Were second you? grade? I swear to God. No, no, that's wild. That's wild. So, I said we come from the same place. We come from the so Started I out w- spelling bee champs, went down a different road for a while, and yeah. now here we are, adults. And now we're like Adulting. not spelling bee champs. Not at all. So mine was in <laughs> second grade at, at Mount View Elementary in Omaha, Nebraska. Huh. 
I was really in, for some reason, spelling came easy to me. Yeah. And I remember it well because it's the only thing that I ever remember in all of my years that I got an A in. I was a really good D-minus student. So, <laughs> but we were spelling bee champs, That's Van so and Cam. That's so funny. That's crazy. To make a hell of a team spelling. I well, I what. think we should. We should, we should start a spelling Let's company. Let's hit the road. That's Let's the hit new, the road. Let's go on to our new venture. Yeah. The Van and Cam Spelling Show. <laughs> Spell Czechoslovakia. Anyway, not to get off topic, because we do like to have fun here at Herd App Media. Um, respect. 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 You want to change your life? Get a pad and a paper and write down ways that you can show respect more. How can I respect my boss more? How can I respect my employees more? How can I respect my significant other, my spouse, my kids Because guess what? When you start respecting other humans, other things in your life, guess what what happens? Your life changes unbelievably. I am living proof of that. I was not always this person. My whole life has been new chapters of growth. I'm trying to learn something new about myself every day, and that's because I made a choice to. I want to be the best version of myself. I don't care how hard I try, how many things I implement, how many things I do to make my life better. It's never enough. The minute we stop trying, life gets pretty dang boring. Look at all the people that will benefit from you by them watching you try to be the best you can be. And anger, like the dash says, be be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved them before. Why not? What do we have to lose? I know it sounds strange, but you know how many men in my life that are friends or family, I say, love you, bro, all the time? I'm not afraid to do that. Can I do that when I'm dead? No. Now, show respect, show love. Just remember, when they're reading your eulogy, what do you want them to say? All they're going to remember is the person you were in your last chapter or towards the end. And if you're lucky enough to be that great human your whole life, then they'll remember all of that. Action speaks louder than words. Now more than ever, now more than ever, we need the contents of this poem, The Dash. We need this more than anything, the contents of this poem to help us live the best life we possibly can. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope that you share this with other people because we need it. Everybody needs it. I'm super grateful for you. If this touched you in a certain way, would you send me an email and just tell me your thoughts? My email is van at vandeeb.com. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate, review, share this on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And I always put, 
I always put these podcasts on my Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and Vandeep.com. So this was a really special podcast for me, and I hope it was for you too. God bless you all, and thanks for listening. Ahora Media Production.